What's going on, guys? Jordan Cowness here. Welcome back to the State Shifters podcast. This podcast is for you if you're looking for more inspiration, transformation, and all the understanding and tools to really help you level up. And on today's episode, I've got a, a special guest here. She's from Melbourne, Australia. She's been in lockdown the last few weeks out there, those unfortunate souls in Melbourne. But I've connected with Lauren because she's been sharing some really powerful truths online. And she's also kind of working in a similar space as me. She's she's also a coach, but she really specializes in helping people to become really powerful leaders. And she's a specialist in human behavior. She's a serial entrepreneur and she's an ex-lawyer. And her mission is really to just raise the human consciousness on a global scale by really supporting entrepreneurs, leaders, light workers, and coaches and creating a life of abundance and impact. And that's what I'm all about. I'm all about the abundance and impact. So Lauren and I had a really great conversation. Um, so many nuggets of wisdom in here as always. But I'd invite you if there's anything that's been resonating with you and the stuff that you've been listening to on the podcast and you're you're ready to dive a little bit deeper in some of this stuff, drop me an email, jordan at stateshifters.com. I would love to hear from you. Be sure to check me out on Instagram as well at stateshifters. I'm fairly active on there. And be sure to check out Lauren's page as well. She's really sharing some awesome stuff online on Facebook and on Instagram, all the usual platforms. But without further ado, enjoy today's episode with Lauren Trill. Welcome to the State Shifters Podcast, a show dedicated to helping you discover your true potential through connecting the mind, body, and soul. Okay, Lauren Trillin, welcome to the State Shifters podcast, mate. How are you going? Good, thanks for having me. Absolute pleasure. It's really great to be able to pencil in this conversation because like I was just saying offline, you know, we crossed paths probably a year and a half to two years ago. You're also from Australia and you're just doing some really amazing things out here online and just really speaking some truths that I feel like are resonating with a lot of people and I wanted to bring you on here and more so just to scratch my own itch sometimes with this podcast is where I want to connect with cool people who I, who I resonate with. So yeah, the pleasure is mine and uh, you're calling in from Melbourne. How, is, uh, how are things out in Melbourne? Because at the time of this recording, it's, it's lockdown. Yeah, interesting times. I wouldn't know. Like we just mentioned, I, I've created this amazing bubble around me. I'm sort of the observer as to like everything that's unfolding at the moment. And yeah, I think, you know, what's really become apparent for me is how we get to choose our own reality. Yeah, and I can imagine a lot of people probably feel like in Melbourne that the reality has been forced upon them to be stuck, trapped. Totally. Yeah, so maybe do you want to expand on that for me? How have you been able to choose your own reality in this difficult situation? Yeah, I think, you know, we go through life and we learn all these concepts from a high level of you are the creator of your own reality, you get to choose your own reality. And I think the the amazing thing that well, I've definitely been invited to do these last, you know, six months or so is embody that as a deep knowing that regardless of what's unfolding in the world, that I still get to decide how I want my story to unfold. And I'm like my life is living proof of that these last six months for me to have observed. So it's been really incredible. And I want to get, get into where you've came to this, this understanding, this understanding that you've adopted, this, this perspective or lens from which you see the world because your, your journey of growth has been a really interesting and fast-paced one, I sense. Yes. Would you mind just giving us a bit of background on how you got to 
this perspective or what you're up to now, how you got to this moment? Yeah, so it's probably a good place to start. If I think of, you know, where I was five years ago, I was quitting my job as a lawyer, always being very like practical, rational, thought you just, you know, forced your way through life and you made things happen. And when I embarked on the entrepreneurial journey, and, you know, especially as a coach, you realize that you can't force your way through things. You can't force your way through growth. You can't force your way through results, or I couldn't. And so it really invited me to start to explore other ways in which I could expand my perspective and, and how I did things. And so I started going on this personal, how would I put it, experiment, this like personal hero's journey that I embarked on for tools to help me. Firstly, it was to succeed, but then I realized like it wasn't really about success at all. It was just about falling in love with my life and, and you know, really getting to that point in my life. So this has just been, if I was to describe it, Jordan, it's just a mind expanding process and a healing process. That's it. Mm. That's what the entire journey is. Yeah, I feel that. Uh, I resonate with that journey as well, given the fact that I was also in the accounting world, used to be an accountant. And I, and I feel like we chase this idea of what external success means yes. based on how it was fed to us growing up. And then once we realize that that ideology of what success means doesn't match up with an internal feeling that we're trying to get that's when that inner journey begins and like you just said for me the inner journey is just like pulling you into more of the areas where you feel like you're blocking that natural expression of who you are to come through and when i look at what you're sharing online that expression is coming through in such a beautiful way in which people go damn whatever whatever lauren's doing like i need to learn how to figure figure that out as well so like for you and if anyone's not following lauren on facebook i highly recommend it for you what did it required to get to the point where you could express your truth in such a courageous, eloquent and articulate way? Because a lot of people see that and go, damn, I don't know how to, I don't know how to express like that. I don't know what my passions are. I don't know what my purpose is. Yeah. How was that process for you? Is it just continuous unfolding? It is. And um, I embarked on the journey of, you know, really being intentional about figuring out what my life purpose was about five years ago. And I, I did, I've done a podcast episode on this where the day that the pieces locked into place, it was almost as if, you know, life, universe, whatever you want to call it was like, like you've done it. You've like unlocked the next level. And when that piece fell into place, I was like, cool. If I build a business around this, like I'm, I guarantee myself that this is going to succeed because I'd started three businesses beforehand and obviously like gone down the law path and like, lo and behold, like my life just completely shifted. So for me, like the first piece around, this idea of purpose and mission was key for me. And when I got that in place, all of a sudden I had a framework that allowed me to navigate through life to be like, is this for me or is this not for me? Does this feel good or does this not feel good? And I've just trusted that ever since. And it's really a muscle. And the more that we build it, you kind of get to the point where you're like, well, of course, you know, whatever I set my mind to and whatever I know aligns with my soul has to manifest. And then the game becomes really fun. It really does. It really does. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and for, for me, there was an, an element of faith and trust that comes into play when you start to dial in your purpose, because you understand that a lot of the times there's something greater than what our minds can govern that is like directing us. And it's sometimes surrendering to the flow of that. And exactly. for me, it was, it was the moment when I realized that it was time for me to leave my corporate job. I was like, okay, I know my soul doesn't want to be here anymore. I know my purpose is to leave this, but it's really scary. My mind's like, I don't want to do this. What if we, you know, we're not going to get the salary anymore. This is, what are we going to do for work? 
the faith and trust that when you follow that feeling, you'll always be looked after and you'll always be guided is, is sort of like a muscle, right? Like you said, it's like the courage muscle that you start to build for you when you've developed this faith and trust, like what does that look like on an external level for you? Because you moved out to LA, you were living in LA for a while. Like mm. you've, you've sort of developed this cultivated this ability to just follow this feeling, right? Yes. How has that surfaced for you and where has it directed you so far? Oh gosh. It's this twofold process of, really tuning into what excites me and what I'm curious about and then just putting it out there and then knowing that the pieces are somehow going to come together and I only work one piece at a time. So, you know, if if I look at my desire to go out to the US, it was just like a, a feeling that I had that I wanted to expand and that felt like the best place to do it. And I'm also very practical in terms of how I do things. So then I'll just ask, you know, like, what is it that I need to know? or What is it that I need to do? Or who is it that I have to become in order to make this happen? And then it's almost like I have a checklist of stuff. And it's amazing what happens. And I think this is, you know, for all of us in our life, just putting a desire and a, and a asking for what we want. Like we don't do that enough. We don't do that. Like I, I'm always yeah. asking really ridiculous requests of life and just seeing what turns up and in what shape or form it turns up. And we get really, I think we're so conditioned to ask and then what we want turns up, but it doesn't turn up in like the Amazon package that you thought it would arrive in. So we kind of like reject it and ignore it. Yeah. Yeah. And, and so life for me has just been this massive, you know, putting things out there and then just whatever turns up, I just follow it to the next point in the journey without any, without any expectation as to what it really needs to look like. I'm really glad you mentioned that. Because the the power of asking for what that next that next step is, and I've been do, I've been doing that a lot recently, and I'll yeah. tell you what's just happened for me from from that asking. I was asking for the next stage in my growth. What direction did life want me to go to step into this new level of expansion? Right, because I felt like I was ready for it. In the space of one week, I and through asking this, a new house popped up. I just moved into a new house with my girlfriend. Amazing. My I met someone who introduced me to a shaman out here in Perth to do my first 5-MeO-DMT plant medicine journey. I don't know if you're familiar with that form of plant medicine, but it's a very intense, potent psychedelic that really has created some powerful shifts in me. And my mind initially was like, this is, this is really uncomfortable, but it felt right. Yeah. And when I received that guidance and leaned into it and followed it on the other end of it, I feel like in one week I've experienced so much growth and it's been in such a new chapter that started and I think, wow, I was actually calling this in for the last few weeks around the asking for guidance, asking for what I want. And I think once you, like you said, set that intention, that desire, you've planted that seed. It's just trusting that when the time is right, life will be like, here you go. Here's the, here's the next step. So for you right now, when you're in Melbourne, you're in lockdown, you're trying to, because I had troubles with this as well when the coronavirus happens. Like, right, all the things I used to do before that to help me grow, which required me traveling or doing other things, we can't do. So have you been able to discover or implement on the next step in your growth or, or kind of stretching the, you know, the comfort zone, if, if you know what I mean? Yeah, totally. We can, oh, I love this. This is, this is where I think, you know, playfulness and curiosity is so important with how we approach life. And uh, it's not linear. You've seen this yourself. Like it's, yes. we, take, we take quantum leaps and it requires us to think outside the box. So I've spent a lot of time reconnecting back with my vision. So one thing I was really clear about is that 
the strategy for achieving my goals and my, my, my visions may have changed slightly, but the goal hasn't changed. So I haven't lost sight of that, you know, regardless of how convincing, you know, everything that's unfolding on the planet is at the moment. So if, if anything, the visions become a lot larger. So something as simple as, you know, even reconnecting back with creating a vision board of, you know, not losing sight of the things that I really want to experience. And, and so for me, even like locking a vision board into place, I use an example, like I want to buy a farm at some point. And, you know, have farm animals nice. and vegetables yeah. and like all the things, right? And so I just own that, put it on the vision board. And then one way, I think the most challenging aspect about lockdown is we can't move in order to manifest. It makes it more challenging if we're you know, stuck at home, for example. Mm. So I'm always thinking of creative ways in which I can hack the manifestation process. So I'll give you an example. I went and bought this like giant, giant ass Harry Potter like Lego set the Harry Potter castle the other day. And that is like, I'm literally building my castle brick by brick at home. And as I'm doing that, like I know that I'm sending a message to the universe that like, this is what I want to happen manifest in my future. You posted something about that recently, didn't you? I think I saw yeah, that on social. I did. That was awesome. And, so, yeah. and it's just like getting people to think outside the box, like, okay, cool. So I can't go and physically buy my farm right now, but I can start to build it. I can go design the plans for it. I can get really clear on like what it needs to look like. I can start growing carrots in my garden as a, you know, as a, as a preparation for this vision to come to life. So there's so many ways that we can do it. The only thing that stops us is our imagination. Oh, I like that. Yeah. You're dead right. And one of the things that I started to to do more of because I returned back from Canada, was living in Toronto before the lockdown, the, the coronavirus happened. And when I got back home, I realized this forced slowdown was making me become aware of how active my mind had become living yes. in, a, in a big city. And initially, you know, the forced slowdown was like, okay, you know, it pulled me back out into, into nature. And I used an opportunity to notice how active I became because I struggled to sit at peace in nature. I couldn't like, I felt like I'm sure we should be doing something. So I get the sense like right now there's, you know, for, for a lot of people the the force slowdown is bringing things up that maybe because we've been so busy, we haven't noticed what's down there. So have you gone through any emotional integration or has anything shifted for you internally that maybe you didn't notice before lockdown that perhaps other people might be going through as well? Yeah, it's such a great question. I, mean, I think we can use the example of ceremony. So like I went to mm. Peru, I was in Peru in November and did some amazing journeys. And so if we use the example of ceremony, you know, we can, we can take the perspective of like, if someone was to walk into like, let's say for example, an ayahuasca ceremony, all they would see is people lying down and some people like purging into buckets, right? Mm. <laughs> and from the outside, like that's kind of what it looks like is happening to humanity at the moment. There's like this mass purge that's wow. happening. But like we can't, if you look at it from a different perspective, there is an incredible process of releasing that is happening for all of us individually and collectively at the same time. And so it's just, it comes down to like, from which perspective do you choose to see it? Is this a challenge or is this the greatest thing that's like ever happened to you in your life because it's allowing you to release it? So I'm seeing, and because I'm consciously aware of it now, anything that is or was out of alignment has had to fall away especially in the last six months. It's had to. Now, from the outside, it can look a little bit 
uncomfortable or chaotic, especially as my business is expanding and growing and, and reshuffling. But I know now that that's just part of the, the piece of like the releasing in order to get into, into greater alignment, especially because I think, you know, a lot of us have been activated to step into some massive missions and purposes for the coming years. Yeah, well said. I feel like the stuff that's out of alignment, that, that purge that's happening is now becoming like very evident through social media, news, wherever we get information from. People are becoming very attuned to what feels out of alignment and what doesn't. Completely. Um, do you feel like there's a bit of a, I feel like the divide is, if there's a big separation happening between yes. like the lens in which people who are becoming more conscious are now seeing the world and the people who, who aren't as conscious yet are still stuck in the, in the old systems and the old ways. And that divide is being separated and people are being pulled across through things that are just like happening. What, what, do, you, what do you think that is? Do you think it's just triggering a lot of pain in people and that's creating such this, this great divide now where people are seeing that this doesn't work for me anymore? I don't agree with this. You know what I mean? Yeah, totally. It, we've definitely split into two. It's either from a levels of consciousness perspective, you've either you've used this time to really accelerate your growth or some people have regressed back into fear. Having mm. said that though, for, for the people, and this is all, you know, we can talk about a virus. It actually has nothing to do with the virus. This is just all of our old unintegrated trauma that's being called to the surface and asked to be healed, like literally like released from the yeah. body, which, uh, which is really the, the symptom of all of this. And so we either consciously choose to go with it. So we're clearing it out. And that's why there's such a huge rise in people that are shifting forward. We're going to fight it and life is going to continue to squeeze us and squeeze us and squeeze us until we like get the lesson, until we learn the lesson, which reminds me of, you know, when I was in ceremony in Peru, there were some things that just like wouldn't pass. Like I just kept feeling like so nauseous and ill until I integrated the lesson. And as soon as I got it, next level, next level in the journey of life. Yeah, I feel you on that. I feel you on that. Uh, and I'll give an example as to, to my journey because it was so recent, like last yeah. weekend. When I sat, I, I sat with this medicine three times, right? And the first sitting with it, what came through me was, was anger. Yeah. I started shouting and yelling and screaming. And I was like, damn, I thought I was gonna, this was going to be some blissful you know, beautiful experience was just, just energy came out in the form of anger. And a lot of it for, for a lot of people could probably relate to that first layer is anger. It is. The first layer is that block of like, this is we're, we're pissed. It's suppressed anger trying to come out. And we see that in a lot of the riots and things that are going down right now. Just people, yep. people are angry. So it's almost like it's a necessary purge because on the, under the anger and on my second journey was more fear that had to come out. Yeah. Totally. And after I moved beyond the fear, it was then, and then I touched on something, something beautiful underneath. You know what I mean? Layers to this. Yeah. Completely. And, you know, for anger, for a lot of people, like say, for example, if, we, if you look at it from how different emotions calibrate on the scale of consciousness, if you're someone that has been sitting in apathy or depression for a long time, anger is actually a higher vibrational emotion. So it mm -hmm. has its place. True. It's and it's just a matter of, you know, whether we project that onto others or we process it in a resourceful manner. That's the only difference. I'm curious to get your perspective on this. Yeah. What are some healthy ways in which people can express or get out anger? Having a good scream. Mm. 
I remember like I went through a stage where I was trying to, I had actually returned back to Perth to, to try and sell a family home that had been, my dad had built it, he'd passed away and my mum had been trying to sell it for years and there was a huge amount of energy that had to be processed and for me it was a lot of rage that I wasn't even consciously aware of but this like underlying like frustration at life and so I went and saw an acupuncturist and whew, we just like shifted all of this energy and in, she told me like as I was leaving she's like just have a good scream on the way home just scream it out like you know there, there are smash rooms that you can go to um, these, yeah. yeah and for me like I just like screamed my lungs out until I lost my voice in the car driving on the way home like, I pulled over on the highway in Perth and then the next day it was just like energy shift, like all this stuff started to fall into place. Um, yeah. And it just had to yeah. come out and, you know, anger hides sadness and unresolved grief. Hmm. And, and sometimes when, when anger gets labeled as, as like this bad emotion that is not good to be expressed because sometimes it's linked with violence. Right. And, and when yeah. we suppress and push anger down, um, especially as men, it really, it can fuck with your hormones and, and mess up your testosterone, like a bunch of stuff. Yeah. So healthy expression of anger is is so vital, so important to be just as a healthy, balanced human being. So, you know, like you said, once the anger's out underneath, there's sometimes some sadness and that's sort of, maybe that's part of the collective purge we're going through now. There's going to be a lot of sadness when you know, new old things die, old things are dying off. There's a, there's a part of sadness as we cling to that loss but ultimately it's pulling us more towards union and love you can kind of sense that you know it's hard to see through all of this you can sense that that's the direction it's pulling all of us in what ways have you been supporting your clients or people who you've been around in your network into kind of trusting that that's the direction this is all going and you know it's we don't need to stay in the fear we don't need to stay in the drama yeah how have you been supporting people throughout that process because some people are probably struggling, right? Yes. Um, I've been very, I mean, I love everyone that I work with, incredible human beings that have turned up. And I think the place where, you know, I can, I can teach business and everything else, but I think that my role is very much that of a healer, whether or not I realize it on some level and allowing people to be able to actively and proactively process their trauma. So a lot of the emotional clearing work, being able to language a lot of your past experiences so that you have the logical understanding and you can embody the shifts at the same time. Healing is really key. Like if you, if you had done a lot of your healing before 2020, you're kind of in a good place. Like you've probably noticed that yourself. If you've been wanting to avoid this or not look in this corner of your life, you're really feeling it and getting squeezed at the moment. And this is what's so genius about life is that, we either do things actively or passively, regardless, like we're going to have to have the experience at some point. I remember one of my mentors saying, he's like, you either squeeze the juice out of life or you let life squeeze you. And so I've always been like, well, I prefer to be on top of these things as opposed to fighting it because it's freaking hard. Like it's painful. Yeah. It's unnecessary. So I think that's the biggest place, right? I can help people and the perspective shift. Cause like, as you know, you, and I think the, one of the biggest things that's come out of my life over the last year is that I can see things through a different perspective from the collective perspective, like different layers. And so sometimes I think we just need to collectively have these conversations that allow a small shift in perspective that just like freaking unlocks 
so many other pieces of the puzzle and then we can like embody it and we're like, huh, okay, I finally get it now. I finally get it now, like next stage. And then we move yeah. to the next level. Yeah, you, you know that. It's like now, now is not the time. If you've been hiding from something, like now it's, it's, it's coming out. It's coming it's out. Totally. And, and a lot of family stuff as well. I don't know about you, but like I'm experiencing that personally. I know a lot of people are going that through that at the moment together. Yeah, big time. That was a that was a big big challenge. Yeah, um, big challenge because probably a lot of people at home, back home with their families, and yep. initially that's awesome. That's great. Yeah, we get to be back with our families. But give it a month, two months, three months, you're living back with your mum and dad, and they start to trigger all those old patterns. And it's old like, patterns. Yeah, you know what? What better place? You know, for me, when it comes to growth, you want to be around the people who trigger you the most because they're your opportunities to look at the parts of you that aren't free yet. <laughs> So whenever I, I was complaining about being back with my parents, I'm like, you know what? This is, this is actually the greatest opportunity right now. Back to the point of perspective shift. It's like, okay, can you see every moment where you get triggered as an opportunity to practice looking at the parts of you that are not whole yet? And for me, that was just like the biggest perspective shift that I could have adopted. Have there been any other perspective shifts that you've been able to pass along or ones that you've integrated that's really helped you throughout all this? Yeah. Oh gosh. So many. I think I've been like 20 layers deep through the rabbit hole. I've like popped out the other end of the rabbit hole. So like when all of this started, I got so into what people call it conspiracy theories, right? I was just like researching everything. I was looking for some sort of answers to understand this. And like what I loved was that I delved really deep into the darkness. So I, you know, got into the really dark aspects of humanity and any type of theory I could come across. Like I love it because for me, it's like brain expanding and bending. I've kind of come through that process where I've realized that a lot of what we're currently witnessing, you know, externally from us is theater. Like it's puppetry. It's like deception, distortion, manipulation. And it's there to, I think it plays two roles. One is to distract us but also it's a tool for awakening us to our highest and highest potential, depending on how we use it. Right. And wow. so for me, yeah. I've just like come through this and I'm like, Oh, I can now see like the layers of illusion that I couldn't even see 12 months ago. And it's given me a sense of like, well, fearlessness. So I'm like, sweet. This is kind of just like, it's just all a game. It's real and not real at the same time. And so I've popped out the other end and I'm like, sweet, I actually am the creator of my reality. This is just here to like distract me. I can tap in if I want a bit of drama and then tap out. Yeah. And then just keep going on this like spiritual journey where, you know, I'll never arrive at the answer, but it feels so much better than, you know, what I've been conditioned to believe was so true. I'm glad you brought that up because right now there, there's a lot of stuff coming out. There's just like a Gosh. lot of things being revealed um, so much. And I get the sense for a lot of people who are listening to this kind of content, doing this kind of inner work, they're the ones who have, who have dived into you know, pulling back the curtain a little bit and we've all been exposed to, or a lot of people have gone to certain depths into understanding what's actually going on right now behind the scenes. But like you said, it can be a rabbit hole and it can be a distraction sometimes. I'm curious to know at what point does does it become a distraction and how does someone kind of balance the you know, the conspiracy theory or, or, or even just diving into the truth, doing their own research and finding out you know, what's actually going on here. Mm. At what point does that become a valuable tool in supporting growth? And when does it become a, 
a bit of a distraction and, and too deep of a, a rabbit hole? How do we integrate that? Yeah, I think there's a, you've, we've constantly got to be tuning in and trusting our intuition with this. Is this expanding me or is it contracting me? And we know the difference. Like we know when we're like, oh God, I went too far down that rabbit hole that I'm now like feeling paranoid and in fear. Mm. That's when like it no longer serves us. If we can use these like alternate theories and brain expanding um, research and conversations to facilitate our growth and evolution so that we, we can understand the spectrum better so we understand ourselves better, perfect. But for me, like it was a couple of months ago that I just came so far through the rabbit hole that I was like, I don't need this anymore. Like I've arrived at this deep inner knowing that like this is my journey and there's no way to bypass something that people worry that they're bypassing. You can't bypass something that's for you. It's impossible. It's part of this like these illogical stories and phrases that we use as humans. Like that can't happen on this journey. And so I've just arrived at the point where I'm like, I'm the master of my reality. I want to help as many souls as possible that wake up to this truth. And I know that I don't need to, just in the same way that I don't consume any news, I I barely watch any movies. I haven't watched television for the last 10 years. For me, like most of what's unfolding is part of that. And you know what, like you're no less informed. If anything, like my life is so much richer as a result and I'm able to take care of others to a much greater extent. Yeah, it's a, it's a part of the deception, the, the media it that's is. coming in right it now. Is. It's becoming, I don't know about you, but if, whenever I, I get a glimpse of the news, it be, yeah. I can feel the deception so strongly that it's like, it, it retra- it's so retractive. Yeah, it, it's, it's now becoming very evident how deceptive that is. So given the fact that I sense that you're, you're very conscious of what's coming in, in terms yes. of information, yes. I'm curious to know where, where are you selecting your information sources? Do you, do you have specific podcasts, specific ways in which you, you, you pick your information out in a very conscious, diligent way? And yeah, I'd be curious to hear, hear about yeah, that from you. I, yeah. I think, you know, there's a piece to this that's important to mention that our subconscious is so sensitive to everything that comes our way. And we have to realize that everything, like even the stuff that feels like it's good to know, a lot of it's deliberate trauma that is being inflicted upon us. And so someone will say, well, I don't want to bypass that, but you're not bypassing it if you're doing the inner work to be of higher service to self and others. So we have to be super conscious of like just any, anything that we allow to traumatize us and to imprint something in our subconscious which we then contribute to manifesting in the collective reality i actually think that we have to arrive at the point where we don't tolerate that anymore where we won't listen to it not because we don't care but because we're so compassionate that we refuse to contribute to it anymore so for me like i've followed barely anything on instagram i came across some amazing resources on twitter of all places funnily enough Um, and a few on YouTube, but just enough to expand my mind that I real, that I could see through the actual deception. And once you, once you know how they say, once you see, you cannot unsee. Mm. Yeah, you're right there. I'm curious to know what these resources, what are they on Twitter? Any any pages you want to suggest that someone check out or any like yeah yeah, so there's probably one that comes to mind it's the handle human vibration and i highly recommend you know it talks about symbolism color manipulation how how our mind is hijacked by particular imagery Mm. and you know what's really interesting for me and this is what really blew my mind was 
the use of manipulation and CGI and a whole heap of other stuff wow. has been around for a very long time. Yeah. Damn, yeah. That gets embedded in aspects of what is real. So part of the, the conditioning is that we have now have trouble differentiating between real and unreal and it's been done deliberately mixed together. So we have to re-educate ourselves. So when you say CGI, that's in, when you go to watch a movie, it's like they're subliminally programming stuff into your subconscious where you're now no longer able to, to tell yes. the difference. And, and it's mixed into the news now. And so a lot of the, and this is why this account was just phenomenal and just blowing my mind open, was realizing a lot of the, let's say, for example, the traumatic things that have happened throughout history, recently in the last couple of decades, but also beforehand, are deliberately um, traumatizing events imprinted on our subconscious. And a lot of them are entirely made up. They're not true. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's deep. That's cool. Okay. I'm checking yeah. out this. this Check it out. It's, it's, it's freaking amazing. Yeah. Uh, and then now your ability to, to integrate this awareness, because through this awareness you've now cultivated, you now have choice, right? You have an extra layer of decision-making that you, you wouldn't have had if you're not aware of this stuff going on. Yep. It's sort of like you've reclaimed some of your power back and the way in which you're sharing that. How, how have you been found this process of sharing this, not like knowledge and wisdom now, because as you probably noticed, a lot of people are very triggered by um, very triggered. Just, just the truth, you know? And, and how have you, have you been able to like cultivate the, the courage and the, and the vulnerability to just speak that because it's, it's, it's ad admirable, I must say. Thank you. Yeah. Um, it's been, I've learned a lot these last couple of mm. months, that's for sure. And I think, you know, there's a huge aspect of if we, if what we share comes from a place of, you know, deep soul knowing and trust in our intuition that it needs to be shared, we also need to let go of any judgment that we place as to how people need to react to it. So I'll give you an example. If, if what I share is something that I know to be true and is important to share and someone's triggered by it, I need to not judge that that interaction as being something that's necessarily bad. Because if we could see something from a higher perspective, like if I look back on my life, the people that triggered me were some of my greatest teachers. And so we need to like start to get out of this duality of like that was bad or you were wrong because you've done this. Like I'll give you an example. I used to be so triggered by Donald Trump like so triggered by that guy that like I couldn't see anything related to him. But as I've done my own healing work, I can now look at the guy and be like, oh, he's just one of the puppets in this whole dramatic story used to awaken us yep. to our full potential, right? And so then is he the bad guy anymore? Is he both the bad guy and the good guy? What a, what a perspective shift that is. Yeah, massive yeah. and it's freeing. Yeah, you're 100% right. And it goes back to the notion if someone gets triggered by what we're putting out to the world, it's like that agreement that Don Miguel Ruiz says, don't take things personally. You know, they're exactly where they are on, the, on their journey and that trigger could be the catalyst for their awakening. So it's, Totally. So it's perfect. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Oh, wow. This is, that's a liberating um, perspective and liberating understanding. Mate, you, you do a lot of one-on-one -on -one coaching. You, you're, 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 you're a busy person online. What, what's been your focus now in terms of, you know, how you, you go about serving the people who are ready to, to take things to the next level? Do people work with you one-on-one? -on -one? Do they connect you online? How can people 
learn more about what you're up to? Yeah, I always suggest that people connect with me on Instagram or Facebook is the easiest way. And then I always love having conversations. So I have a number of programs. So there's all different entry points for someone that wants to learn about, you know, the basics of mindset and manifestation energy. Like I, I offer things around that. I work with a lot of incredible coaches and healers because I think that the biggest thing that those of us that are more intuitive require is the structure, but in a way that makes sense to an intuitive consciousness way of being. So like that's something that I love doing and helping people out with. And then I've also been working with some incredible one-on-ones these last couple of months, like people that it's just freaking changing the world in their own way. And so for me to be able to be a part of that energy and have like these mind bending conversations and facilitate any healing work for them is just like the deepest honor. It's been incredible. Yeah. Epic. Epic. And yeah, I'd highly invite people to, to check you out online and really join this conversation and, and join in what it is that you're sharing because it's pure. The energy is pure and we need, we need more of this. So I just want to acknowledge you for that. Thank you. Um, and thank you for, for sharing your truth. And this has been a really enjoyable conversation and I appreciate you coming on here. My so pleasure. thanks, Lauren. You're welcome. Enjoy. <laughs>Hey, there we have it, guys. Thanks so much for listening to this episode. And yeah, look, if you made it this far, cool. Here's my voice again in your ear. And I'm going to make one more request for you is go ahead and subscribe and leave a comment on the podcast page because I'm really putting a lot of focus and attention on getting this podcast out to more people because I know what I'm putting in here can serve and bring value to people. And it would mean a lot if you got value from this to to leave some feedback and and subscribe so you stay up to date with what's coming up. Um, And as always, follow me on Instagram. And I love hearing from you. It's at State Shifters. Uh, Until the next episode, guys, thank you so much and I appreciate you.